Hello everyone and welcome back to the Analyst Academy podcast today. This is episode number nine and it is the first episode of FIFA 22. We are joined by three fine gentlemen who've actually joined the Analyst Academy team this season as coaches. So looking forward to kind of introducing you to them. Uh, we'll start off with Zach. Zach, how are you doing this evening? Yeah, I'm well, thanks. How about yourself? Yeah, not doing too bad. West Brom have just conceded a goal, which means it's 1-1 <laughs> in the Swansea game at the time of recording this. So I've got that on in front of us. And I think we're all listening to the United game because we've got a United fan in here in example. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm not very happy, but I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, they're what, they're losing 2-0 still? Yeah, 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 thanks. Yeah, not very good, are they? Not very good. <laughs> but that's one for everyone listening. Uh, should Ollie be sacked? Do you think it's time, Ample? Uh, I, I refuse to say because I'm with Jay Links. <laughs> oh, you're not allowed, are you? Go on, Cowler. We'll introduce you. Cowler, good evening. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. I'm glad uh, you're doing well as well. Well, you've been on the podcast before, haven't you? So this is what you're... Yeah. Is your second or third appearance on here? I think you've been... Third, been... I think. Is it third? third. Yeah. All right, I think that's no more after that. It's starting to come a bit of a regular, <laughs> isn't you? Uh, what, well, episode number nine this is, and you've been, this is your third time coming on? Yeah, right. <laughs> no more after that. What well, do you think? Should uh, should Ollie be sacked? Yeah. Yeah. If I had a good voice, I'd do it. It's time to go, but... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think they've been... Out of all the United managers in the past, I think he's had the most chance out of every manager. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I don't know why, or favouritism, or but the backing, or because he's been part of the club before. But he has had a long reign in terms of compared to other managers. And he's also technically, in my opinion, got probably the best team that they've had since Fergie went, I suppose. 2012, 2013 was the season where Fergie went, and even that team was quite declining and whatnot. I think, you know, in the stead of the last few years, definitely think the team that they've got now is in the best, one of the better positions that it's been in anyway, yeah. So to see him, you know, stay. And they recently gave him a new deal, didn't they, example? Was that about a month ago they gave him and the staff a new deal? Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just must, it must just be putting a lot of faith in him. Maybe seeing the long term picture rather than the short term. So hey, we'll see. I can't really sort of sport West Bromwich Albion. So, but as I said, obviously, thank you all for coming on. Do appreciate it. Uh, the topics that we're going to be discussing today is just a general kind of FIFA 22 chat, really, um, focusing more so on the gameplay side of things and kind of what we think of FIFA 22 as a whole, uh, how we find the new rivals and champ system. And then obviously going into the Q&A from the uh, Analyst Academy Patreon users. So thank you for them for submitting that. Um, right then, Zach, give me a quick rundown. What do you think of FIFA 22? Uh, I think it's uh, it's a very different game to any FIFA that I've played in kind of the past few years. I think it's it's kind of got a similar sort of Pez vibe to it with uh, kind of the, the build-up play, the dribbling being a bit less smooth than in previous years, put it that way, and the game speed being pretty slow. But other than that... Uh, once you get a, once you adjust to the gameplay, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, there's obviously a few things I'd like to see tweaked, but overall, I'm I'm enjoying it. New FIFA, it's always fun at the start of the start of the year. And yeah. the new rival system, I think, is pretty good as well. I'm enjoying oh. playing players much more to my skill level than uh in previous years. That's that's funny that you say that you you enjoy it and you like it because that's something that actually I uh, we will get into. And as I said, not personally, I'm not a massive fan of it. Uh, Kaula, how have you found FIFA 22 so far? Yeah. Uh, I could have happily played this game day in, day out from the get-go. It is sad to see, obviously, with the patches coming out, reducing the attacking options and whatnot. At the minute, though, especially with my, my team, obviously I can keep getting better players in. It's a bit hard at the minute due to the price range differences from the good players to the 
the the good players yeah uh you do have to save for quite a while or if not save then you are resorted to fifa points sadly but all in all i do enjoy uh, quite a few things in the fifa 22 game whereas a few of the negatives have carried over from fifa 21 in my opinion mm. in, in terms of like you know you say they're upgrading your team and, and the casuals and whatnot example how, how do you find it this year for the casuals trying to go ahead and you know get those new cards and, and kind of bridge that gap between your normal cards and the top end cards have you found that uh, well i i have lots of fifa points so it's it's hard to say it from a casual's perspective all i know is it's very fun having a very good team uh <laughs> but uh, like for sure it is really difficult i'd imagine i'm sure the casuals are, are happy to see that they're getting better rewards in weekend league for lesser games and that sort of thing and cool you know what i mean fair play uh foot champs is now their area i'll stick to elite division rivals but even then elite rivals and rivals in general just has awful rewards and I don't think the the rewards in any space of the game currently are very good. I think it's kind of sad because, like, uh, currently you need to pack fifty in the Bruins to to get an an Mbappe, which yeah, is that's crazy. Like it's a lot of the Bruins. Like uh, like Keller said, there's a very very big gap in uh, those kind of mid tier meta players, those high tier meta players, like your Mbappe, your Neymar, your Cristiano Ronaldo's and stuff like that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's absolutely huge, and I think that's something that. You know, when we look at the rivals and we look at the champ system and we're all getting more packs, which, you know, is great. gives you a higher chance of packing something. But like you said, there are 15 De Bruyne's to get yourself an Mbappe <laughs> is mental. Uh, because there doesn't seem to be any, like, out-and-out -out coin rewards, let's say. Packs in the market. I saw something today, actually, uh, from someone on Instagram. Uh, it was at Foot Panther. Uh, shout out to him. And it was like a price comparison. And it was saying oh, how, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. So it was how like yeah. an 83 rated Joe Gomez at this time last year was 90,000 coins. Yeah. 82 rated <laughs> this year, he's at 6,000. Uh, Marcus Rashford, who is the same rating, yes, he's lost on on the wheat foot uh, on that department. This time last year he was 161,000 coins, uh, and this year now he's 78k on PS and 46k on Xbox, which obviously is absolutely huge in that <laughs> difference and that kind of you know kind of change. So although the rewards seem, you know, better because, you know, you have obviously the foot champions, so you go 8 and 12 and you get those rewards on there. You get rewards from the playoffs, you get rewards in your rivals and whatnot. They're actually not really that great because unless you're packing a big boy card, you're really not going to be seeing your team changing too much. In, in comparison, like when you're looking at that, Zach, and you, know, you think, oh, you know, if you pack something, you're not going to be selling it for an amount. Do you think that well that makes it better then? Because you know you can go and pick up a Joe Gomez and, and a Gabriel Jesus for the combined total of seven thousand coins. So do you think someone that's at that lower end meta, you know, can't afford Mbappe and whatnot, they actually have a really good option in that sort of price bracket? I think I think it definitely uh, helps a lot with the team creativity in terms of a lot of people are going to be able to try a lot of different players that might not have been able to try in previous years. Like for example, uh, that Joe Gomez being so cheap offers a lot of creativity in terms of the team building because he's got good links and all that sort of stuff but yeah i think it's it's crazy to think that again i think maybe touch probably get touched on a bit later in the podcast i think this fifa is by far the most pay to win um <laughs> in previous years like having that having that injection of fifa points at the start just makes such a massive difference uh this year because obviously all the players have flown in price uh since the start of the game yeah definitely Carla, do you think anything's had an impact on that with regards to like getting those 4,600 FIFA points at the start on the Ultimate Edition? Do you think it's the fact that, um, you know, you don't get the placement coin games anymore now? It's just, you know, the weekly rewards with rivals. What do you think has put an impact on the market this year? 
It's a it's a tough one. Um, the FIFA point one though is a really good. That's a really good thing to talk about. Like we all had the we had had that the pre pre FIFA release release of the game. Yeah, and you could see that four thousand six hundred FIFA points. As soon as that was injected, you could see all these cards. Like what was it? Haaland was like hundred k. Uh, just before the official on like official release day, he's down down to about twenty twenty five k now. Yeah. Every single player that we saw that could have sold for some money has literally just plummeted since. Yeah. And as I said, that that I think that is purely because of like the FIFA point injection from EA giving us that, as well as people putting money into the game and it just bringing everything down. Yeah, definitely. Do you think uh, preview packs have had an impact on that at all? Example. Um, probably not. No, like the the one every every day. I haven't got anything good from any of the preview packs of yours. No, I packed uh, that Europa League trail rate okay. earlier, but I mean it's not nothing special. But I mean it's still better than seven point five k coins that I, I spent on the pack. Yeah, like I just haven't packed anything, so I don't really know. Um, I'm not really a market kind of guy anyway. I look at it and then I'm like, yeah, this, they should be more expensive. But <laughs> I don't really go into the wise and houses. I just put them up for sale and then just go on and. <laughs> just move into my life you know what i mean i don't really think about the market that much it's not something that interests me like for all for all the time that i've existed in the fifa world i've never went and went you know what would be class if i just traded for the next hour that'd be really fun you're no. telling me that you don't sit there with your notepad out writing down all the prices <laughs> looking at the graphs on footbin or whatever you use and you're not you're not doing that yeah i'm sorry it's just it's just not my daily routine um, yeah, but, i'm never but, gonna be uh what's his name oh what's that last name jordan something but ea said that being a trader is part of being a complete foot player and a professional fifa player so maybe we should all start doing that i mean yeah like you said it's not something that we do here uh you know with us all being gameplay guys as a whole um but touching on that you know you said about not stressing about it i don't look at the market just whatever the price is yeah. i sell them for that is that something that you think you know someone listening to this as maybe a casual player or you know someone inside the analyst academy that they shouldn't focus on that too much and they should just treat it you know as that video game and, and kind of being smart with their decisions like i always tell people don't buy a card use it for two games and then sell it because of the five percent tax <laughs> and all that sort of stuff you know try and at least make an in informed decision with that card that you're going to be buying and you do you know he's going to fit my team because of this reason that reason take advice obviously from from us from other people in the community and go yeah that's a good card but do you think people as a whole should just go with what they want really and not worry about the oh i might lose coins here and there uh, yeah for me anyway i think so um i just think it's uh, like i don't really mind sorry that that question was directed toward me wasn't it yes yes it was <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry for a second there, i was like shit did i just steal something's lime like all right um Pretty much, uh, like, I always try and use players that I like. And, like, yesterday or the day before, I bought the Natale, done Koulibaly, got everything sorted. And then I was like, oh, uh, I, I'm now worse at the game. So I sold them and, and got cool, back. Baby. Well, I couldn't sell an SPC card now, could I, Mr. Cowder? <laughs> I but, don't know. You can sell, you he's, can just, sell... he's just benched. You know what I mean? You can he's sell just red cards at times, so you never know. Maybe that player him up might appear on the market at some point. <laughs> yeah, true, man. That's, oh, man. That's a good idea. That'd be cool. But no, um, I just sold an Atale back, and then I got back the exact same team that I had, and yeah. I'm, I'm playing okay again. Yeah, so like, you gotta you got to experiment a little bit. I, I wouldn't be afraid to lose a few coins here and there. Um, You might be a little bit sad when it comes to like April or something like that. 
because I do usually get sad by around then when I have Schweinsteiger in midfield. But like, <laughs> you get used to it when, then, when the team of the season rewards come out. Yeah, definitely. I think that's something though as well though for us. It's very easy to say like, oh, don't worry about losing the coins here and there. You know, there's some students that we have in the, in the academy and whatnot that they don't get to play loads. So actually losing 50k in the space of a couple of days to them is massive because getting that 50k yeah. back, you know, takes them a lot of time. Um, so yeah, obviously, just just make sure you're making those decisions uh, kind of based off what, what you think is a card that you want and like and kind of what suits you, really. So we're going to go around the table. Um, I want these as quick fire answers, really. But you are not allowed to give the same answer as what someone else has. Um, let's go and start with Zach. Zach, what is your favourite thing about FIFA 22? Favourite thing about FIFA 22? Uh, I do, I'm a massive fan of the second man press being back a bit more, but I do think it's a bit overpowered, but I'm a big fan that they've kind of brought that back because I felt like it was really, really underutilised uh, in previous FIFAs and really undervalued. So, so Zach likes defending with the AI and not doing anything himself <laughs> then. That's all been confirmed. Okay, thanks for that, Zach. Uh, we'll go with you, Carla. What's your favourite thing on FIFA 22? And you can't say second man press. Over the top three balls. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say it as much, as much as, yeah, but this FIFA, compared to last FIFA, last FIFA, I feel like it, all the top three balls definitely were more favoured towards defenders, last FIFA. Yeah. This FIFA, this FIFA <laughs> at least it gives something for your players to run onto. Like, it is an actual, you see it more like last FIFA, if someone was to constant press, team pressure, you do an LBY out, it's not even hitting towards halfway line. It's going halfway and it's always landing into like a midfielder that's got a nice pass to a striker that's free. This FIFA, I can LBY it and I'm seeing it soar over the stadium. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm seeing it straight down the pitch. That's where I want it to be. That's why I expect a big over the top to do uh and as I said if there's someone lurking uh they will run onto it and have a nice stretch of the legs and maybe get a cheeky one-on-one -on -one. it is what it is <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's funny you say all that actually because last year where we played pro clubs myself example and Kaula together and Kaula is a, a big pro clubs player throughout his years he's always loved it and, you know, when, when I joined, I said, right, lads, we're going to play proper football. Uh, we're going to keep it along the ground. And, you know, we're going to play tick attacker. And Kaolo was like, absolutely no chance. If you get it in defense, LB, why it over the top? So, yeah, this game definitely does, uh, you know, tickle, tickle Kaolo's needs. So it's not a surprise that you say that. Um, for yourself, for example, what is uh, the one thing that you enjoy on FIFA 22? Uh, the thing that I like to do every FIFA, well, there's uh, actually, I'll say the varying corner tactics this year. That's okay. something I'm very interested in. Because the, the short corner is very viable this year because then you can cross it into back post. But then you also have like back stick and you also have a player lock from back stick into the middle, into the front post. Like all this is going on or it's possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I'm a big fan of, of scoring easy goals. And you won't get an easier goal than a corner. No. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And do you think it's about time that EA actually introduce it so we have the ability to say, I want Kante to stay back and not be at the near post, please? And actually customize yeah. that? It turns out, I think uh, I think the issue with that is, I think it's the seventh player in your team from the goalkeeper up is, is on front post. So if you're uh, playing in a 4-5-1, the seventh player of your team, is it the, four, or the sixth or seventh? I think it's the sixth, actually. Because yeah, she, she if you have Kante in center, worst, center mid. It's your worst aerial, I'm sure. Really? Is it not? No, I don't think sure so, because uh, I remember in a 4-5-1 with the center mid, like, uh, I had Kante, and now I have Ronaldo, and I'm pretty sure Ronaldo's there, not Kante anymore. If you if you have, like, a Neymar, I played against someone with Neymar, no Kante, their Neymar will stand on front stick. Mm. So unless they had it as their seventh man, or whatnot, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, always, I, always, I always thought front stick was, like, the worst person. 
but surely if like if that was the case the they wouldn't have it like that i think you know what i mean because like why would that be a thing and surely that's easy to fix and we've been asking for it for five years it makes more sense to me if it's like the sixth or seventh person in the team you know Actually, because then like you Jota, can kind of work around Jota's, that Jota's on my front post but he's he more what? winger that's four three three okay and Jota. but he has good jumping he wouldn't even be worse worse than the air for you it technically would because everyone else is massive in my team i go for that six foot plus uh, in every position. <laughs> well, yeah, g given that you've just said that you want to LB Wyatt over the top, it's not a surprise yeah, that yeah, you're, you're going to be going for the right muscle. Wing yeah. My right wing, left wing are my smallest. That, that, they're ready. <laughs> Always active. I just can't believe you have Jota in your team. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's uh, <laughs> to be considered, but he does the job. Lucas Moura switch with him. It is good. Uh, are you, you going to tell us what, <laughs> what nickname you've given Lucas Moura? Is that going to be allowed on the pod? Uh, well, <laughs> well, he never never loses a header. Mega mind. Mega mind is what he calls <laughs> it. Honestly, incredible. Never Lucas Mora has worse heading than than Lucas Mora. No, wait. Lucas Mora has worse <laughs> heading than Jota. Right. No, honestly, Lucas Mora in game, it, heading wise, wins everyone. It's weird. Was... He, he's just. But he's it, that, saying that though. He's been perfect for everyone's. You always see him at the start of everyone's team every FIFA. Yeah, you he's... always see it. Like Lucas Moore is just there. Dark cheap as well this year, isn't he? Yeah. Is he actually? Yeah, ninety-five jumper. Same as Ronaldo. Is... <laughs> something you learn something new every day. Yeah, yeah that, that would explain. That would explain why Cowler calls him Mega Mind then, because he just jumps up and wins every header that he uh, yeah. pings the ball up to him. So. The mega calves. <laughs> loves it. Loves it. Uh, for myself, then uh, one you know thing that I enjoy on FIFA twenty-two, I'll go with the driven passes. Um, I feel like the driven passes are a way to speed up the game this year. Um, you know, obviously yeah. ping the board about a little bit quicker. I feel like you can, you can penetrate the opponents, get to the defensive line quicker, bypass the midfield. That's something I really enjoy. Uh, kind of a quick tip for you guys, if you're not using it, get the driven passes into your game, especially the ones out from the wing into your striker. They're really effective. How do you do them? Uh, you do an RBA on Xbox, R1X on PlayStation. They're really good. I imagine they'll probably get a nerf at some point. But what, what worries me, and I don't know if you agree on this, Zach, but the ball in the air seems to move quick it's snappy it's pinpoint it looks good it plays good do a normal ground pass just on the on the floor and it goes at a snail's pace i'm not really too sure yeah, why there's look, such a difference I've, I've exclusively pretty much got my r1 button taped down whenever i'm trying to pass the ball at the moment because uh i don't trust any other pass uh, like mm. you said it just it moves so slowly and i feel like it's even harder sometimes for my players to control a normal x pass and a driven pass like i hit yeah. a driven pass into janola's feet he controls it like he's uh He's a prime chubby, and I hit a hit a normal X pass, and he can, he can control the football worse than I can. Yeah, yeah it is. It's mental. I mean, that to say as well for people listening. Oh, he said he can do that with Janola. I can't do that with my Saint Maximum. <laughs> you can. Those driven yeah. passes, the first time touches that they take, unless you're later <laughs> in the game and your player stamina's are a little bit lower, that's when it seems to affect. But you know, up to the 60th, 65th minute or so. You're good to play those driven passes pretty much everywhere and anywhere. I think uh, I think even someone like Manalas who has terrible passing, he can just ping him about like they're, they're absolutely not a problem. So, but yeah, so some positive stuff there with FIFA 22. I won't go over one thing that we don't like and that we should change because I imagine a lot of it is probably very similar for ourselves. Um, but you guys let us know what is one thing that you really enjoy about FIFA 22. Uh, and pop that onto whatever platform that you're listening on in the comment section. We'll talk and kind of go over the new rival system. So if you don't know, the rival system this year has changed where everyone starts in Division 10. There is no placement games. You don't get coins or packs for going up the divisions. You get your coins, packs, whatever you pick once a week, every Thursday for whatever the division is that you 
finish that weekend essentially um so say for myself i went from division 10 to division 3 pretty quick i didn't get those rewards from division 9 division 8 division 7 you just get those division 3 rewards you also can't get relegated you will reach what's called a checkpoint system uh the blue flag which then means you can't go past further than that you can't you know you can't get relegated no matter how many you lose on the bounce you can't go back any further the reason for ea doing this was to try and stop people from self-relegating uh, and obviously ruining experiences for lower level players when they're actually a high level to what they are you do also get win boost so if you win i think it's three games on the bounce you then go on to a win boost i could be wrong it might be two i'm not 100 percent sure on that one but essentially you're going for like a fire streak once you get into that fire streak uh you uh west Brom have just conceded and gone two one down oh. That's just, that's a kick in the teeth, that is. Um, you, you go into this fire streak, and then it means that you can skip ranks, basically, and go through them quicker to help you go up those ranks quicker. I think a lot of people, as a whole, like the new system where if you win three games in a week, you get rewards. If you win seven games in a week, you get better rewards, essentially. If you don't win those three games, I don't even think you get rewards. I don't think you get ranked. I think you have to win three every week, you know, to kind of get those rewards. Whenever you're playing, you will also get foot champs qualification points for 1500 points in total. So then go ahead and enter into the playoffs, which we'll go on to that in a second. There has also been a new division added in called the Elite Division, which is a step up from Division 1, where theoretically the best FIFA players in the world will be in there playing against each other on a regular basis. Example, talk to me. What do you think to the system? Um, the system has uh, is good, and I like the idea of an elite division. And I'd imagine for uh, regions like, uh, well, like Australia and stuff like that, it's even better to a certain degree where you're going to be always playing somebody at your level. But it might take about an hour to find a game. <laughs> uh, but now, like in in Europe anyway, for PlayStation, there's over thirty five to forty thousand people in elite division. I think, or it's it's just a stupid amount. I'm like top. I'm currently about seven hundred in the world, and that's top two percent. So. Uh, I don't know if my math is correct. That sounds like thirty-five thousand. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's just a bit weird. You know what I mean? And like like, should it be so easily uh, get inable? I guess is the right English. Um. No, it shouldn't be that easy. I feel like I feel like there's somebody's missing a beat somewhere. Um. Because now I'm just matching people that are like fourteen, fifteen hundred skill rating, and I'm like three, four hundred ahead of them. And it, there's there's so much more to lose than there is to gain. Mm. Uh, and it can be difficult don't get me wrong and sometimes you're playing very good but like for the first week it was great because you were just playing pros game after game um, and like it was just a real war zone and that's exactly what we wanted but now it's kind of turning into FIFA 21 kind of Division 1-esque um, so look I, I like it I just wish there was more rewards as well like I get what, a red pick and a 100k pack for playing Elite Division all week um, like the 100k pack usually contains uh, Sebastian Cuates and the <laughs> red pick is usually a 75 rated goalkeeper so like I just I, I wouldn't mind a bit more for my efforts to be honest yeah I, I completely get that and obviously I think as well it comes down to region because I very much agree with that uh, and I think Calder would probably agree to that as well for Zach obviously you said that you know you enjoy the elite division you know you have that competition and whatnot it so i'm saying this like you're still in australia you're not even in australia anymore are you you're not, in europe anymore, as well no, yeah, no. no. okay Let, let's imagine that you were in that region i know game time is obviously much harder to, to match someone there uh over in australia do you think those guys may have it better because they're matching you know i think top players on a yeah. regular is that how it works is that the same over yeah. there or, or different no yeah I, I, I did speak to quite a few of the boys over there and obviously the, the guys that i coach are, are based in australia and yeah they're, they're pretty much 
only playing top level players. Like they pretty much don't need to play any friendlies or anything, anything like that at the moment to kind of practice. They're pretty much playing top, top level players, but yeah, especially at the start, like I remember from getting from div three to about div one, the elite division during the first couple of weeks, it was really, really difficult because they were playing pros after pros every single game. So for the first couple of weeks, it was really difficult, but now they're pretty much like you've got the, the top, top 10 sort of guys that are kind of sitting at about 1900 to 2000 skill rating. Then you've got sort of the lower, lower tier guys that are kind of like a, at the 1600s and stuff. Cause they're just getting smacked every single game. But yeah, mm. I think it's a bit too easy to get to the elite division. Like, uh, like example said, I think, uh, especially with the whole checkpoint system, once you get to a certain checkpoint, you can't go back. So even if you do lose say 10 games on the bounce, if you eventually manage to win five in a row, you'll go up a tiny bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that is, what you know the top end players wanted weren't they we wanted a division where you are matching the best of the best on a regular basis um and not having you know all due respect like i'm seeing some people getting there that you know uh gold two gold one players really uh i don't think that's the case i think it is very much too saturated at the minute so yeah definitely yeah. a better balance should have been kind of brought into place for that how would you go about it Kaula? do you think you know, removing that win streak, the higher... So say when, you know, when you get to Division 4, now to get that win streak bonus, you have to win four games on the bounce. Then Division 2, six games on the bounce to get that streak where you start missing, you know, certain ranks. How would you go about, you know, the, that issue? To be honest, I, I do think they should probably get rid of the win streak. As much as you should be rewarded for, obviously, consecutive wins, it's also there were... Obviously, when you do that jump in division, it's complete. I'm seeing all over social media, everyone hating being in elite division. They did well in division one, but they're also bypassing a few games that they could have easily got losses in. Because like, if you go division one and win every single game without the double win, we'll say, you you'd be ready for elite division but if yeah. you're missing like you're missing three four games each division that you're getting upgraded them games could easily be like a turning point in what you your own ability seeing what your opposition's ability is like and i just think that i'd i think it'd help it'd help mm. um in in the build-up purely just for the build-up of it all yeah definitely and, especially but... with oh sorry especially with not being able to actually get relegated as well um it had come in handy yeah and i think i think that's where people you know some people are a little bit annoyed like the lower level players because they're like i can't get relegated what happens if i you know put a few wins together and i get promoted to division four but actually i'm a division five player i can't now get relegated until the end of that season a season lasts six weeks EA have said that you'll go down a division. They haven't said how much. I take it to be one division, maybe one to two. You definitely won't go down multiple, multiple divisions, let's say. Um, so I think a lot of people were annoyed with that, that, you know, they could get there. But obviously, my, my opinion is, is that you couldn't have it the best of both worlds. Like, you wanted it so people can't self-relegate to ruin your experience there. If you magically managed to win a few games and you got into Division 4, but actually you're a Division 5 player, I think the difference between those divisions isn't that deep. Like... You got there. To me, you should be able to at least hold your own to an extent. Yeah, you might be, you know, winning one, losing three, and drawing seven. But you know, that's that's kind of the element of kind of get better and improve and whatnot. So I think that not self relegating is the right thing. I think that should definitely stay. But I think when it gets to the elite division, which is meant to be the best of the best, it's used for you know the qualifying in the events this year. You have to be top two hundred and fifty six in your region. My, my way to go around it, and this is open, one of you guys put in here and let me know your thoughts on it. Do you think having like a system where 
you have to maintain a certain SR to stay in that division or there's a limited number of places for your region. So let's say in Europe, there might be, you know, 500 spots or something. And as soon as you drop below that leaderboard, bang, you're back out and you're back into division one and you've got to work your way back up there and have it as like a, it resets every day or something. You guys let me know. Whoever wants to go first, far away. I'll go first. I do think there should be, in, especially in the elite division, definitely should be an SR cap, uh, cap in terms of like 100. So one, because obviously it helps that player. It gives them the players that are along their level in the elite division. But for the top end players, you're not then matching someone who's in elite division who might have 1,600. Yeah. And if they manage to put up a game against you as well, that that's just a one-off game in reality. That's not you'll be you might have like a a Stokes or something who's been playing pros all day and then match someone who's five hundred SR lower but get a, a, a scrape a one nil win. He then loses every all the progress he's made in the day mm. because of it. I do think there should be like SR rating caps in 1,600 to 1,700. And then that introduces what you said about if they do drop out the, the players that are in that top end, top 500, top 256, that's when someone's able to get in there and start matching everyone else in that category. Yeah, I, th I think for Europe, that sounds great. But example, that could start to become an issue in regions where there's a lot you know, of a smaller player base, isn't there? Yeah, I don't really know what they should do. Like, I think, I think, what's uh, I, I'm trying to think in my head. Like, what actually makes sense? There's just too many people. Uh, There's forty, like forty thousand. And I know that's across the whole world. But let's say in Europe, let's say that's thirty thousand. We'll say it's seventy-five percent, maybe a little bit less than that. But hey, um, yeah. So like, it's, it's just it's just too many people. And you, I'm there to to play against people that I'm going to be competing against. Most of these lads, I'm not going to be competing against. In all honesty. Yeah. I'd like to hope I'm not going to be, yeah. you know, um, like they're just not, they're not good enough. They're not at the level that they, that are a, a professional or, and I know they have to give be there to, you know, eventually get up to that level, but uh, a, a tiered elite division system, uh, why, why not bring that in? Why not, you know, why not let that always be there? Like every 200, you match someone within 1500, 1700, I'm sure Keller probably mentioned something similar. Um, but you know what I mean? And always have that. And like, yeah, at the start, you're going to get one bloke that gets into 2300 and he can't match anyone. I'm like, yeah, just wait a few days and then you'll be able to match people of your level again. Yeah. Um, I think that is good. And as well, uh, going back to the, um, to the like division 10 to one, please just, I think they should just probably scrap the winning streak thing because there was glitches around it and people were just exploiting it. And and as well as that, then um, like I feel like the no relegation, I, it's hilarious. It's like getting a medal for fourth place. <laughs> like it's it just it, it's no genuinely. It's like it's like giving kids medals for participating. You know what I mean? It's like why? I don't understand why you can't that's, get relegated. That, that's if they want to be canceled. realistic to football, Jesus Christ! I've seen West Brom got relegated a few years ago, didn't they? Yeah. Probably a touchy subject. Sorry, well, but yeah, it's it, nice, too... though. Like it's a part of football. You're looking toward a realistic game. Why not? Eh? Why right. not stick it in? I'm just gonna butt in here and say that's two nights in a row that I've been doing a podcast and I've been roasted for being a West Brom <laughs> fan. I'm not too sure how I feel about this. Uh, no, I think you are. I think you are right in that sense. Uh, and I think you, you know, you said about glitches and whatnot. Obviously, that's a whole new touchy subject. <laughs> um, I think there's there's an issue at the minute as well. Where, especially the system that they've brought in, which, you know, it sounded great, and I don't think it's been executed the way that I would have wanted it or, you know, the way that maybe they wanted to, that you've now got 
pros who are getting to 2150 sr 2200 sr now they're so scared to play because they know that that's probably going to guarantee them 250 you know top 256 in their region so now they're making alt accounts getting them into the elite division and now you know when they match someone who they might be deliberately at 1600 sr they match because you can match anyone with the sr there's no sr cap they could go and match a top end player at 2000 skill rating and they're like well I'm actually a 2,100 skill rating player. I'm on my account that's deliberately at 1,600. I'm now going to beat this guy and hinder him from getting top 256. You've also got people boosting with co-op and getting into the elite division when, you know, maybe they're not elite division players. I think the whole system definitely needs some form of of look cherry at. picking. And there's cherry picking as well, yeah, like you said. Uh, there's so many things that, you know, need to be looked at. And, you know, people listening, what's cherry picking? You might not know. On PlayStation 5, when you load up into a game, you can literally see who your opponent is before you even go into that game. Uh, you press, is it the PS button? And then triangle and up, is it? Or is it? I think never it's just... Uh, never used it, I don't know. Yeah. Never used it. Example, as come on, example, tell me. Uh, it is 3-2 Man United. I'm delighted. Um, uh, so yeah, you just press the middle button, your PlayStation controller, and then press X, and then you can see. There Unless you you're in a party, then you have to press right on the left analog stick, and then press X. There you are then. And, that, and that's how, you know, people are going around, you know, dodging the system there. And like, don't get me wrong, people leaving because latency's bad or, you know, connect connection's bad, that's fine. Um, you know, you don't want to go into a game because the connection's bad, that's not a problem. The way I've always said it, the way FIFA matchmaking should work is you search for a game, it tells you this is your ping to this opponent, you have five seconds to click accept, you accept, bang, you're in. You don't get to see anything else. Like, that is it. You're only checking for the latency, but once you're in, you're locked in. You're, you know, you're not got like, a system to kind of back out. But... As I said, it definitely needs some kind of looking into. Moving over onto the champs side of things, uh, this year we've had the change of system where you have to get those 1,500 qualification points by playing rivals. For example, if you're in Division 5, you get 100 points per win. So it would take you 15 games to get those 1,500 points. Once you've got those points, you can then go ahead and enter the playoffs. The playoffs can be played at any time of the week, any time of the day, and you have to go ahead and win five games out of nine. So you need to go five wins and four losses, which puts, let's say, a skill gap entry onto Weekend League. You do get rewards for playing in those playoffs, albeit they're not very special. Uh, but once you get those five wins out of nine, you then have a token, which you can redeem that token whenever you please to then go and play your weekend league. You can enter the weekend league on a Saturday evening if you wanted to, Sunday morning, whenever. There's no cap on that anymore, which is great. And weekend league is now 20 games and the rewards as a whole are better. It's not done on wins anymore. It's done on points. You get five points per win, no, four points per win, one point per loss. And if you go eight wins, uh, you get a team of the week pack, 12 wins the next one, and then 16 wins for the rank one reward. So three sets of different ranks of rewards. First of all, uh, Zach, what are your thoughts on uh, on the new champ system? Uh, I'm a I'm a pretty decent decent fan of it. I like being able to kind of play my playoffs games kind of whenever I, whenever I feel fit. And then, like for example, like I had a really busy week last week. I don't think I got around to playing my uh, chance playoffs games till the Saturday. So I cut it really really close uh, with my games. I think I smashed out probably just twenty games of FIFA on the Saturday, then finished my last uh, probably what, last four or five games on the uh, on the sunday so i do like that you can kind of play whenever whenever you kind of feel fit uh yeah. which is probably very very good for more, the more casual players for example that might be working a nine to five job throughout the week and they don't have any time to play and they can just get on get qualified for champs and play as many games that they feel fit uh yeah. during the weekend in a more casual manner yeah definitely uh example what do you think to the rewards on jumps 
Um, gee, I feel like I'm moaning so much in this episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, nah, the rewards are good for, for casuals and, you know, for the majority, we'll say. Um, yeah, it, it is what it is, um, you know, for pros and stuff like that. And uh, what I hate, one thing, all right, that I'll mention, regardless of rewards, is when people are like, oh, there's no there's no incentive to go 20 and 0. Um, why are people still going 20 and 0? It's like, <laughs> I, I'm just like, why worry about them, bro? You just focus on yourself, you know? Yeah. Don't worry about them, please. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. You know, stop worrying about them. Uh, but yeah, like the rewards, they're grand. You know, eight wins is the same as 16. So I'll probably stop there for the rest of like, you know, forever. So like, it's, it's holiday mode when I get to the weekend. Um, and when I say that, I don't mean I'm good. I, I got rank two in the first week. Uh, I got rank one in the second. I'll probably get rank three in the third because I don't care that much about champs, you know, but, and the rewards are decent. They're really good, especially if you're, you know, only casually play this game or uh, that kind of thing. You know, it's, it is really good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think for a pro and stuff like that, it's just lost a lot of its, uh, uh, its interest and its challenge because competitive people like to be competitive. And if it's not competitive, then why are they going to do it? Mm, I get that. You say that actually competitive people like to be competitive. I have seen a lot of tweets recently from a lot of pro players moaning about other competitive players in the elite division about how they're playing, about how they're doing anything to win, and they're going, they're going in at them. And I, I, mm. I was a little bit like, hang on a minute. Don't have a go at the player for wanting to get his SR and win as many games as he possibly can. You are playing at the best of the best level of FIFA. What you're really angry about is the game and, and not being able to maybe press manually as best as you possibly should in that final third and actually yeah. stop someone from holding the ball and seeing out the game. Like, I don't think there's any other esports out there where if someone's using, you know, a meta gun in COD or in League of Legends, an OP champ because they're climbing the ladder and they want to get to that rank one spot, the other people around them don't generate their energy and go stop trying to be the best and win every game i just i just found that really odd the only reason why i said that is because you said then you know can let competitive players be competitive players but it also seems a bit like at the minute people aren't happy that other people are wanting to do whatever they can do to win but I just yeah but that's just it's just people moaning isn't it like um like it's to moan moaning to moan there's not a real like thing behind like these competitive players like even me man some lads pass around the back i don't care where like champs or rivals i'm like oh you little rat if i was in this position i'd do the exact same thing it's just mm. because you're on the wrong side yeah. of the scenario that's the only reason yeah you know yeah. like like nobody's ned stark in here nobody's mr noble you know, if you get a chance to just pass it around the back, you should probably take it because if you don't and your opponent is actually leading then an extra time or blah, 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 they will do it to you. So just be the ref first, basically. Rest, rest in peace to Ned Stark. He was a big <laughs> game oh, so, Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, spoilers alert, maybe. In which yeah. film? Uh, right, right. <laughs> in which film, yeah, he's died and everyone that he's oh, been in. in which film? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the actor. That's not actually Ned Stark. Uh, uh, Cowler. Ned Stark is the guy directly to it. Is, is, is it Sean? Yeah, Sean, Sean Bean? Sean Bean. Sean Bean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sean Penn. You say spoiler alert. If someone's not watched Game of Thrones after the 10 years that that episode, well, that series, <laughs> first season has been out, then that's <laughs> their problem, not a wee problem. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the best series ever, though. You can see it on YouTube nowadays. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you probably can. I think you can buy like each, each episode and whatnot, can't you? So there you are. Yeah. There's a tip for you if you've not watched it. Go and watch Game of Thrones. Uh, Kaula, what do you think to the qualification process of champs and getting those 1500 points and that sort of thing do you have an opinion on that i think it's tough for a regular person 
mm. in terms of how many wins you actually like how many games you actually have to go through i think when you first start out i think you only get like how many do you get for a game it's like 30 ten, or something yes yeah, it? 10 10 to 30 for uh yeah it's really, something. it's really long i, remember, I got all the way to div 3 and i won pretty much every game from div 10 to div 3 before yeah. i played Yes. That, that's yeah. that's tough for like a regular player to get into someone uh, obviously i know when you're actually in weekend league it is very nice to be in there in the sense of most of the time you probably will get like back outs against you you don't have to get that many wins to actually get the good rewards but actually getting to the point of being able to qualify just for playoffs is is a very long road yeah a very long road um and obviously when you're in playoffs if you fail to hit the the criteria of five to nine, five out of nine, I think it is. Yeah. Isn't it? Then you have to do it all over again. Yeah. And um, that is very time consuming and can be just a lot, a lot of a lot to do. Did you find it interesting as well that they'd put a, you know, an entry requirement on it of skill, given that it's not the competitive thing this year? Yeah, I think that's really like the strange route. They've, I don't understand it because obviously rivals is the main focus for competitive, so they might as well have just made it a bit easier for the regular player to get into weekend league. To but obviously, as I said, the weekend league rewards are actually good for the yeah. lower, as Eric said, the lower wins that you get. They actually do are really good rewards. So yeah. it is understandable in the sense of they've made it harder to get in because you actually can get really good rewards, but it is tough to get in. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I think the thing that kind of confused me as well is that they were saying the whole point behind this playoff system was that they wanted to make it so that the casual player who didn't really play champs can now kind of get in involved a little bit, play the playoffs, you know, and, and get rewards there. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, but someone that was a casual player anyway naturally generated a 2000 points however however long it would take them to from just playing rivals last year now i feel like they're going to get more demotivated because they're going to get those 1500 points and they go oh what's this oh i'll go and do that and then oh i didn't qualify for the actual weekend league i'm not going to bother doing that again like that's the way i took it at least with last year's system they get the 2000 points once every month and a half some people because you know they're in the low divisions it took a long time to get there I now know this weekend I'm going to go and play champs. And if I get the 11 wins to requalify, great. If I don't, doesn't matter. I'll just go again. So I thought that was something that they tried to market it like that. And personally, I, I don't think that's how it works. And I think one of the biggest issues is, and I think, you know, I think we'd all agree with it here, is that say if you go and get those 1500 points and you go, I'm not going to have a go at this yet. I'm not ready. I want to practice for another week. All those rival games that you play then on inwards don't generate you any more points for those yeah. 1500. So you don't have like, a kitty let's say you don't you don't carry on generating more points so you never can have the ability to generate three thousand points and then go into playoffs twice you know to, to qualify for weekend league if obviously you failed the first time which i think that's something that they will change obviously the benefits of it this system is that they have said there's going to be because it's on a six week you know season they can change things so if they wanted to reduce that to one thousand points they could if they wanted to give people more entries to make it 15 they could everything's not set in stone so hopefully if you're listening to this and you feel like you're having a hard time at the minute with qualifying for champs 
A, I don't know what you're doing. You should be going watching the FIFA Analyst YouTube videos, examples YouTube videos. <laughs> Maybe even come and join the FIFA Analyst Academy, however however suits you. Um, but yeah, just go, go and get that sort of help. But then hopefully if things are a little bit tough and EA kind of do think that, maybe we'll see some changes on there so touchwood uh we will kind of go from there for us we are coming up to near enough the end of the podcast we're going to go ahead and run to a quick break and the rest of the podcast is going to be available over on the analyst academy so if you do want to listen to the rest of that from the bronze tier and above you will get access to that on that there so we'll go for a quick break and we'll be back with you shortly <laughs> 